Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. The following message is titled, I Am Not Coming Down, and was spoken by Pastor Gary Keller. We open pray this message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. I found a scripture yesterday that I don't know that I've ever preached from this verse but it, it is powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful because it's his word. Uh, the story that I'm going to read, the text that I'm going to read about the story is the story of Nehemiah. And you remember how that Nehemiah was in Babylon. He received word that the walls of Jerusalem had crumbled. And so he made a petition to the king of Babylon if he might go back and restore the walls of the great city. And the king granted him his petition and Nehemiah makes his way back to Jerusalem and begins to build the walls of Jerusalem. Now, while he was building those walls, there were two men, Sam Ballad and Tobiah, that mocked him and, and said, you're wasting your time to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And they made this statement. Read it in your Bible. They made this statement to Nehemiah. If a fox... A 50-pound, 40-pound fox were to walk on what you have rebuilt, it would crumble. Well, now that's not very encouraging. Matter of fact, that's discouraging. And so Nehemiah refused to even respond to what they had to say. But now if you fast forward to chapter 6 of the book of Nehemiah, the walls are rebuilt. The gates have not been set. But if you go with me to Nehemiah chapter 6, starting at verse 1, you'll find where now that the fox did not destroy these walls and the walls are complete. Can I just tell someone that New Life Christian Center, we're on the wall. We're building the wall. God's got this. His hand is upon us. And so now Tobiah, look at it carefully. Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Gushim the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard. Now the walls are complete and there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set the doors upon the gates. Samballat and Geshen, or Geshen, sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages of the plain of Ona. And they thought to do me mischief. Their goal was to get me off of that wall to do mischief. But I really have never looked at verse 3 like we're going to look at it today. Nehemiah 6 and 3, this is what Nehemiah did. 
And I sent messengers unto them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? And from that verse, I just simply want to preach to you today, I am not coming down. I wish somebody would let the enemy of your soul know that you know who you are, you're a child of God, and you're not coming down. Praise God. I sent messengers unto them. I think today we need to send a message to hell, to every, every devil. I think we need to send a message to Lucifer himself and let him know God's doing a great work among us and we will not come down. And everybody said amen to the word. There is nothing more exciting to me personally than when a sinner repents of their sins. When a person is baptized in the powerful, all-saving name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. It is also inspiring to me personally when a saint of God takes a stand against the enemy of their soul and declares their allegiance to the kingdom of God. And throughout your New Testament, you will find those who focused to do the will of God and they refused to buckle under the pressure of Satan. And if you please, they would not come down from their calling. When I looked through the Old Testament and I thought about it last night of the people that are probably not the most popular New Testament characters. But there are some people that you will find in your New Testament that they were sold out and they had a mindset that declared, I'm not coming down. I think of people like Mary Magdalene. She was a devil-possessed prostitute, but she found deliverance and she found salvation, and from that point on, she refused to turn her back on God. Her testimony was, I am not coming down. I think of another man in, the, in your New Testament, the Ethiopian eunuch. He was a pagan foreign traveler. But once the word of God was explained to him by Philip and he was baptized in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins, he had this testimony, I will not come down. When he got back to Ethiopia, I was there. The Ethiopian church traces their apostolic roots back to the eunuch that Philip baptized. And they will tell you that's how the gospel of Jesus Christ got to Ethiopia. It was because of a man who even after his experience with God, going back into the pagan world of Ethiopia, refused to come down off of the wall of salvation. 
Cornelius, you know him as the leader of an Italian band. Once he was filled with the Holy Ghost and the fire, just like the Jews had received in the upper room, he made this declaration to every other Gentile, I am not coming down. Another man that our children will remember because of his story, Zacchaeus, the thieving tax collector, after one visit, after one time, Jesus walking into his house, straightening his life out, from that point on, his testimony was, I am not coming down. The delivered demoniac who lived among the tombs when he experienced a total victory over the satanic forces and thousands of demons were cast out of him and into the swine, he had one thing to say to those back in his hometown, I found Jesus and I am not coming down. Simon Peter was converted from a cowardly defector into God's chosen spokesman on the day of Pentecost, and his message was clear on that fateful day, we're not coming down. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. It's exciting to see souls saved as a pastor. It's exciting to see souls delivered out of darkness into the marvelous light. That's a fantastic thing. That's an incredible thing to see God do great works through the lives of people that heretofore were lost in sin and in darkness and had no hope without him. And now they're in the marvelous light. That's a wonderful thing to see a transformation of a person coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to talk about something else today. I want to talk about something beyond our salvation, beyond our experience with God. For me, it is exciting to see a person respond to the call of God upon their life. And as a pastor, I love it when I see people respond to God's call upon their life. I have watched it through the years here at New Life Christian Center. I've watched God call men and women to preach the gospel, to be a missionary, to plant a church, the call to be a soul winner, to be a pillar in the assembly, to be a great example for those around you. I've watched it happen in this church, the call to be a powerful witness, a call to minister in song, the call to be an usher, to be a prayer partner, to be a teacher of the word, to be a follower of Christ. And I've watched many, many, many people in this congregation sell out. Not only did they have a salvatic experience, but they responded to the call of God. And I will ask you a question today. Are you still sold out to that calling on this Sunday morning? Can I just tell you, backsliding, I don't have time for that. Can I tell you lukewarmness, I don't have time for that. Backbiting, I don't have time for that. Bitterness, I don't have time for that. Carnality, I don't have time for that. But I can say with Nehemiah, 
I am doing a great work so I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it to talk to those who are not on God's side? I wonder today, I wonder how many high callings of God are right on the edge of taking place in this house of worship this morning. Here are some things that I do believe. I do believe that there are people, souls, that are going to walk down the aisles of this church and be set free from the bondage of drugs. I believe that God is going to set people free from alcohol. I believe that there are people who are going to be delivered from a life of crime, from a lifestyle of immorality, and notwithstanding free from the power of Satan. Why do you believe that, Pastor? Because this is a church that is a soul-saving church, and I'm ready to see more and see more and see more and see more saved people who are set free from the bondage of sin. Not only that, but here's something else I believe, and this is my message. I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has a generation on his hands at New Life Christian Center that are destined for the high calling of Jesus Christ. I believe we have a generation on our hands that love God, that are sold out. And I want to pause and thank the generation, my generation, the generation before me and the generation after me. Thank you for pouring into this generation a love for God that causes them to stand for righteousness and truth and holiness in this last day. I thank God for the generation that was up here leading us in worship and I felt the anointing of God as they sang. You know what's happened? Not only did they receive the Holy Ghost but they're responding to the high calling of Jesus Christ upon their lives. I thank God for that. I don't know what you see. Well, I do know what some people see. They see nothing but the negative. But here's what I see. From the pews of this sanctuary, there are going to be preachers of the gospel come forth. There's going to be anointed musicians, singers, missionaries, teachers, laborers in the fields that are white and ready for harvest. I love it when people come to me and say, Pastor, I feel a tremendous burden for souls. I love it when I have people that will come to me and say, Pastor, I have a burden for those who are lost in my family. I have a burden to teach a home Bible study. Pastor, I have a burden to work in the outreach ministry of New Life Christian Center. People with a burden and people with a concern for the souls of others are the people who will look the devil in the eye and say, I am not 
coming down. Show me someone who is sold out, someone who is adhering to their calling, someone who loves souls, and I'll show you someone that will look Tobiah and Sam Ballad in the eye and say, the gates aren't hung yet. This thing's not finished yet. The walls are complete, but we're not coming down until the gates are hanging in their place. Let me just tell you, the work is not over, and we're staying on the wall, and we're going to stay in our calling, and God is going to do some great things in this church. Get ready for a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. Get ready to unleash your ministry at New Life Christian Center. We can talk about all the stuff that's going on. I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to tell you, get ready, because there's something powerful getting ready to happen. What, I, what I'm talking about this morning is God elevating you to the place of his calling in your life, a place which can only be activated by you. And I have to make that statement again. The calling of God never forces you into a following of the call of God. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to say, I'm ready to activate the call that God has placed in my life. If I were to ask for a show of hands on this Sunday morning, how many of you know that God has called you to do certain things? I guarantee you 99% of you would raise your hand and say, yes, God has called me. Yes, I do know that there are some things he wants me to do. And I'm just here to tell you that on this Sunday morning, only you can activate that which God has called you to do. And you can do it on this Sunday morning. The word of God speaks, watch this carefully. The word of God speaks of a hopeful calling, a high calling, a holy calling, a heavenly calling. And can I tell you right now, when the Lord Jesus Christ sends forth a summons from his throne room. It is undeniable, irrepressible, incomparable, and notwithstanding, it is impossible to resist. That person who totally is committed to God, is sold out to God, who has the attitude of Nehemiah, I'm not coming down from these walls. You know why? Because the gift of God rests upon them. And I would take you to what Paul penned to the Roman church in chapter 11. 11 and verse 29 when he simply made this statement for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Do you know why the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance in his world? It's because you have never been in a spiritual warfare like you are in right now on July 18, 2020 and God is saying I'm going to empower you. I'm going going to enforce my word. I'm going to stand behind you. Just don't come down. Can I preach to somebody? Don't come down from the wall. We got to hang the gates. God's not finished yet. He's not finished yet. When you answer the call of God, I will just tell you from personal experience, when you answer the call of God that rests upon your life, and I need a witness right here. Get ready for the battle. The enemy's not, he doesn't care. You, you're not going to be in a, he's not going, you're, you're not going to have a battle. 
If you're not in the, if you if you're not following the call of God, He's got you right where He wants you. But if you've if you have decided, if you've made up in your mind that you are going to follow the call of God, that I'm giving you fair warning, get ready for the battle. But guess what? I'm going to also remind you that the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Hallelujah. When you decide to move up higher, look out. Satan does not want you walking on the highway of holiness. Isaiah 35 and 8 in the King James Version. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. Let's look at that in the NLT. It's a little clearer what he's saying here. Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 8 in the, in the New Living Translation and a great world, a great road, will go through the once deserted land, the walls of Jericho, the walls of Jerusalem, I should say. A great road will go through the once deserted land, and it will be named the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. I thought I would get a, thank God. Amen. That's the road I'm on. Woo. Let me try it again. A great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. That still wasn't very good. No, we, we got to try it again. I'm preaching to somebody that there's a great road that will go through a once deserted land. It is called the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Come on, somebody. I want the highway of holiness. I am not coming down. I am not coming down. I am not coming down. Someone in this house of worship this morning needs to make a fresh commitment to God. I want someone to know that this is who I am as a man of God, as a pastor, as a saint, as a child of God. This is who I am. I am not coming down. Mm. Lord have mercy. When you hear from God, it is then that you are able to say, I'm not coming down. 
Here is my message for everyone who has ever made a trip down the aisle to the altars of New Life Christian Center, who have ever repented of their sins, who's ever been baptized in the powerful name of Jesus, who's ever been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have started walking on the highway of holiness. Now, now it is time for you to say, not only am I saved, not only am I out of Babylon, but I'm fixing to hang the gates on this place. I'm getting ready to see God finish the work. I'm going to see God do some great things. It's time for you to say, I'm not coming down. You know why? Because of who you are. Can I preach to somebody right now who is a member of his church? Hallelujah. Who is a member of the bride of Christ? Can I preach to somebody who loves him? Hallelujah. We are, according to Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under what? Good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. Here's my question. Do you realize, listen, I haven't preached for three weeks. Do you realize who you are? You have been raised up to sit together with him in heavenly places. Think about that. You, you, have been called to sit with him in high places. Can I preach to somebody? You are in the company of the redeemed this morning. You can lay your head on your pillow at night and sleep with a clear conscience. Can I preach to somebody? You are not bound by the spirit of this world. You can look your spouse in the eye and say, I am faithful to you always. Why would you ever come down from the high place, the high calling, the highway of holiness where God has placed you? Why would you come down from there? Can I preach to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 9? Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicator, nor idolater, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor the abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Can I preach to somebody who is now on the wall and such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. I'm just telling you, I'm not coming down. I remember what I used to be. I am not coming down. You're not getting me off of this wall. We got some gates to hang around here. We got revival to have at New Life Christian Center. We got a great future ahead of us. Stay the course. Love God. We are not coming down. Woo. I'm not coming down. I'm saved, and I refuse to become unsaved. Ain't nobody helping me today. Just, I hate, you know what, I don't like it when preachers say that. And here I find myself saying that. It's just a little, it's a little backdoor deal on saying, come on, somebody say amen. So I'm going to try not to say, ain't nobody helping me. I'm going to try to say, it, I'm, I, I don't ever want to say it again across this pulpit. Somebody's got to help me right there. I'm trying. Hallelujah. 
I believe I'll get an amen. I think that sounds better, don't you? I believe I'll get an amen. I am saved and I refuse to become unsaved. I am found and I've made up my mind I will never be lost again. I am living for God, therefore I refuse to waste my time living for the devil. I'm right with God, so I don't want to be wrong. I'm not coming down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have been a pew warmer. Is everybody knows what I'm talking about right now? I've been a pew warmer, a fence walker, a spectator in the past. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. There have been times that I've come to the house of God and just warmed a pew. Didn't really care. Had a bad attitude. Wasn't about to worship. Hallelujah. And I remember one of those services when I was 15 years old that Tommy Johnson evangelist came to Buchanan to preach for my father. At that time, we had about 30 people in the church. And on a Sunday night, we had a house full of pew warmers and fence walkers and spectators. And there was no move of God. And there was no touch of the Holy Ghost among the people. And the evangelist brought a microphone down and set it right in front of the pulpit and had everybody line up over here. And he said, we're going to find out where the sin is tonight because we're not getting a breakthrough here. So everybody's going to come to the mic one by one and worship God in the mic. And we're going to see whether there's an anointing on you. Somebody get me a microphone. I'm telling you how many people got through that line was two. Because when the second person hit that microphone, this whole side tore that church up worshiping God. I think it was in their carnal state because they didn't want to get in the microphone. I'm just telling you right now, give me a microphone. I've got something to say. I'm not coming down. I'm going to worship God with everything that's in me. Not coming down. I've been a pew warmer, fence walker, spectator. But here's where I am on this Sunday morning. I am in the battle. And I refuse to lose out on my walk with God. I'm getting up. I'm getting right. I'm getting going. And I am not coming down. I may not see the entire picture, but I see my picture and I will be saved. I'm not coming down. I can't try everything, but I will try something because I'm not coming off of this wall. I may fail trying, but I won't fail to try. I may not make much of my investment and I know that sometimes I feel that way. I may not make much of my investment, but I won't bury my God-given talent in the ground. I'm not coming down off of this wall. I will pray. Watch this now. Watch this now. I will pray and leave the answer up to God. That was sent to help somebody. I will pray 
and leave the answer up to God. There's nothing, there, there's, there's no better position to be in. I prayed about it, and God knows the answer. Woo! I will smile even when no smiles are returned. Just go, just go to the mall. Smile at somebody. They'll look at you like you've lost your mind. If they look at you and you're frowning, they identify. They look at you and you're smiling, they're going, what's wrong with that guy? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with me. I got out of Babylon, got back to Jerusalem, been working on the wall, fixing to set some gates. God's fixing to complete the work. We're going to see a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. You've never seen anything like this in the last days. God's restoring everything. God's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. There's going to be a mighty revival. I'm just telling you, out of this pandemic, there's going to be a great revival. And you and I have got to have the attitude, I'm not coming down off of this wall. I know who I am. And God's got this in the name of Jesus. I will give because it's the right thing to do. I am blood bought. I am word taught. I'm divinely created. I am spirit filled. I am God called. I am heaven sent. I am saved by his grace. God is my chief commander. Jesus is my savior. The Bible is my blueprint. The Holy Ghost is my guide. The world is my mission. I will be immune from criticism. I will be unmoved by suffering. And I am not ashamed. You hear me? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God and of salvation. And I'm not coming down off of this wall. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes... Leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.